Welcome into the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show. Watson takes the snap. Here comes pressure. And Frank Clark takes it down! Frank Clark! Clark the shot! It's Jaws! On the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Right on the corner pattern for Williams, and the pass is intercepted! The Honey Badger got him! And did I say Rivers hadn't thrown a pick yet? He has now! The Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, brought to you by 7th Street Casino, where it's at. Mahomes has time here, throws it long, he's got a man in the middle of the field, Watkins, 15, 10, 5, angling left, touchdown, Kansas City! Here's Jay Binkley. Sing it, Mitch, sing it! 13-1, and 8-0 on the road, the Chiefs win today over Drew Brees. It wasn't Taysom Hill, it was Drew Brees. He and his 15 completions today. 32 to 29. Jay Binkley with ex- uh, producer extraordinaire. Kramer said so. Wave to the studio audience. They can't see you, but wave anyway, Kramer. Put that one in the air and say Chiefs are number one. I know you want to. Get to your calls in just a second. We'll hear from Chief Sideline reporter Josh Klingler in this show. Plus, we'll hear from the air editor-in-chief, EarlheadPride.com. Pete Sweeney. Well, the Chiefs, again, it's not pretty. But it's a win. And they absolutely dominated this game, to be honest with you. And the score wasn't indicative of just how dominant it was by the Chiefs. They dropped some passes, did some things that they probably want back, dropped some interceptions. There was things back and forth. But regardless, the Saints team was a good football team. This is a good, good football team. Not only that, it's the best defense the Chiefs have faced this year. This was the NFL's number two defense, the number four scoring defense, number two against the run. Yeah, that's right. You heard me. This defense was giving up 90 yards rushing or less a game. Actually, it was like 89.3. Chiefs ran for a whopping 179 yards to just 60 for New Orleans. This marks the last eight games. Only two teams have ran for more than 104 yards. Both those teams, the Denver Broncos, was a major concern for the Chiefs, starting to shore that up as we head towards the NFL playoffs. Patrick Mahomes, magnificent as always. He had a few drops here and there. A few plays that could have come back, but didn't matter. 254 yards, three touchdowns, 24 straight games now with a passing touchdown. The stuff he's doing is unbelievable. And he knew what was going to happen at the end of the game. He was going to get first downs and he was going to ice it. Because this is what Patrick Mahomes has had to do the last, going back to the Raiders game, right? Going back to the Raiders game, he needed to lead a game-winning drive. And what did Patrick Mahomes do? He's now become the enforcer. Or as Tony Romo called him, which Tony Romo's been on the money this year, he calls him the closer. That's exactly what he is. Remember Wade Davis and his dominance in 14 and 15 with the Royals? He was out there and you knew you weren't going to touch him. He had the stuff that no one could hit. Patrick Mahomes has the stuff that wins games. Touchdown drive against the Raiders. Then against Tampa Bay, he bleeds the clock, runs for two first downs, throws the Tyree kill. For another, against Denver, they had six minutes. He weeded the clock down, so Drew Locke had a minute and no timeouts. Iced the game, did it against Miami, led a uh, touchdown drive on a field goal. Then the day, led the Chiefs down to the end and just iced the game away. I mean, this is what Patrick Mahomes does. And we're seeing the greatness of Mahomes in front of our eyes. Not only that, he won the MVP today. Now, I heard a lot of talking heads on NFL Network, on ESPN, 
on various NFL radio shows across the country, people talking about how this award is Aaron Rodgers. He has surpassed Mahomes. And that is about as false of a narrative as you can have. Yes, he's got more touchdowns. His completion percentage is barely higher. Mahomes has even yards, though, by quite a bit. But Aaron Rodgers lost 38-10 to to Tampa in Tampa. Patrick Mahomes beat Tom Brady in Tampa. A couple weeks ago, the Packers lost to the Vikings at home. The Chiefs aren't doing that. They have one loss. That's it. And not only that, if you want to talk about where the money's made in the NFL, the money is made by going on the road and winning games. Chiefs were the only undefeated team in the NFL on the road this year, becoming the eighth team since the switch to the 16-game schedule in 1978. It's a lot of games since 1978. 8-0 on the road. First accomplished this since the 2016 Patriots. If we want to go back to 1960, only 12 teams have done it. This is back when they had a 14-game schedule. Chiefs went 7-0 in 1966. Went and lost to the Packers in the Super Bowl. But 11 straight wins on the road. A franchise record. But Mahomes won the MVP tonight. Don't, you, don't let anybody say that anything different. Because it, it, it's not true. That's the MVP. Put it this way. If you, if you really want to go to the water cooler and have people argue with you because they might be Packers fans or they jump it on America's bandwagon, the Buffalo Bills, that were so dominant against the Broncos Saturday night that had Colin Coward tweeting that it's not even close. They're the best team in the NFL. Really, Colin? Chiefs ran for 245 yards on the butt. In their three losses, they've given up 200 yards a game on the ground. You know how many Buffalo Bills wins they have on the road against teams that right now are in the playoffs? One. Everybody likes Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Have you seen their schedule? It's weak. You know how many wins the Packers have against teams right now currently in the playoffs? And we've expanded them to 14. It's not 12 anymore. It's 14. One. The Packers and Bills have a combined two wins on the road against playoff teams. You know what the Chiefs have? Five. Five wins on the road out of the eight against teams that are currently in the playoffs. That is why Patrick Mahomes is the MVP. Andy Reid is creative. They destroyed. New Orleans was coming in for a street fight, and the Chiefs gave it to him. Double time of possession. Killed him. In first. They didn't even have a first down in the first quarter. Chiefs defense set the tempo. Now Drew Brees got his, and, and it was an unfortunate fumble by Patrick Mahomes. Gave him short field position, and they capitalized. It's a good football team. That, same team. that Saints team is going for broke. Drew Brees is the bearer of a Super Bowl ring. Sean Payton, head coach, is a bearer of a Super Bowl ring. It's a good team. But they're not as good as the one here in Kansas City. A win is a win. And it can never be taken away exactly how hard it is to win in this league with the parity. Everybody's on the same playing field. We'll get to Patrick Mahomes' full press conference later, but he did say this tonight. you got to be able to win games in this league. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's it at the end of the day. I mean, it looks cool, and it feels awesome to win by 20, 30 points. But when you have a team that can find a way to win with their offense, the defense, and special teams um, every single game and find a way to win no matter what the score is, those are the teams that make runs at the end of the year. That's right. That's teams that come back 24 points in the first playoff game last year, 10 points in the AFC title game, and 10 points in the Super Bowl. It's ice water in the vein. Put their back against the wall. 
and they like that. And that's a scary combination. That strikes fear in the opponents. But now, I want to hear from you. Let's go no huddle. At the 40, foot race 30, see you later. They fade around right side, it's intercepted, intercepted, got it, at the 20-yard line. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. That's right, no huddle brought to you by Evansfield Distillery, Independence, Missouri. Home of the world's greatest aging process. They can age rum and bourbon one week and it simulates a year. Seven weeks, you get a seven-year-old bottle. Evansfield is truly love their rye whiskey. By the way, our phone number, Silverstein Ice Center's phone line, 913-576-7610. It's also the Smitty's Garage Burgers and Beer text line, 913-576-7610. I'll take your calls throughout the next couple of hours, but we'll start with Reggie in Anaheim. What's up, Reg? Doing good, man. Um, so I'll be short. Uh, I saw the good stuff that I saw today. I felt like the defensive backfield played extremely well. Um, I got the need to see, man. Legereus needs to become a, one of my favorite Chiefs, and um, I feel like they uh, they played the play. Uh, they were able to uh, to make up for some of the lack of pass rush that the uh, the, the defensive line was able to get today. Um, I'm a little disappointed that we didn't. Uh, we only got like one sack, and I think that was because of the Jerry Steed that came on a cornerback blitz. Yeah, they hit the manufacturer, but it's okay. Yeah, but you'd like to see Frank Clark and Chris Jones in that front seven get after uh, a 97-year-old Drew Brees with four ribs. Well, here's the deal, Reggie, and it's not going to show up a lot. They did have seven quarterback hits in this game, and you might not remember them all, but there were seven. The New Orleans Saints, though, they give Mahomes a lot of trouble. Three sacks. They had nine quarterback hits. So the Chiefs were able to hit Drew nine times. But, yeah, Sneed, great. He pick, a pass defended, a sack. Jerry Sneed has been incredible this year. Yeah, but typically captured a whole defensive backfield. Dirty Dan, Honey Badger, LeJarius Sneed, uh, Rashard Fenton, uh, Rashard Ble- uh, Breland, Traverius Ward. I was glad to see that they activated Baker today, even though I don't think he got on the field. Uh, and I thought that the offensive line struggled early. Obviously, this is a this is a top five defense, but I would have liked to seen Andy Reid take a little bit more pressure off of Patrick Mahomes and run the football a little bit more, just so he's not getting uh, hit in his face and his chops. And it felt like they had. Well, they tried, Reggie. They had 179 yards rushing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, later on in the game when they were really getting to Mahomes, but uh, but hey, man, 13 and uh, 13 and one, we we uh, we on top of the world and. Uh, let's keep it going, man. Go Chiefs. That's right. Great call, Reggie. Yeah, that's right. And it seemed like I even told Kramer. He comes in here and we watch the game together. And has this, like, how many times have you seen him drop, like, five-step drop and have a clean pocket and deliver the ball? It's almost like that's when he excels. So it's very tough if you're a defense and you're going after Patrick Mahomes because he's going to get out of the pocket. This guy leads the NFL in yards outside the pocket. It's difficult because he creates. And you can't scheme that. You think you have the play schemed. He rolls out of the pocket and everything changes. The receivers are so fast, they change directions, come back to the ball. It's that chemistry chemistry between Patrick Mahomes and the receivers. Listen, the Chiefs are an incredibly frustrating team to play. You just don't know what they're going to do. Just like that touchdown the hill, he goes in motion left, right, left. Then he goes right, spins around again. I mean, how do you stop that? That's the league's fastest player going like 50 different directions. You ever played that shell game at Kauffman Stadium where they have a little peanut in the shell and they move them around real fast? And you got to figure out where they are? It was Tyreek Hill on that play. Let's go to Dan and KCK. What's up, Dan? 
Hey, Pink, how you doing? Yeah, it was a great win. And that touchdown to Nicole Harden, my goodness. I thought Patrick was throwing that ball away. Great, great the concentration to put both feet in. That was a good and out of the bed. Demarcus Robinson has to call a fair catch. I don't know what he was doing. There's no blocking. Just just call a fair catch. I know he's trying to do too much. So we're lucky that that didn't get there. And it was a safety. But I don't know. It's a great team win. Let's take care of the Falcons. Let's take our home field advantage. 15-1. and one. I predicted 15-1, and one, Pink. And uh, I thought the first I thought the, we would lose at Buffalo. I didn't think Derek Carr would do it. So let's take care of the Falcons. Take care of yourself. Take care, Dan. Yeah. Even if the Chiefs would have lost today, they'd still be the number one seed. So it was still going to be good news regardless. But they're at home the next two weeks. They've already taken care of business on the road. 8-0. Chiefs a dangerous, scary team. Let's go to Chester. What's up, Chester? Yes, sir. This is my birthday week. Well, happy birthday, Chester. All right. It's, it's exercising winning and executing victory. When you love to play and execute, you don't pretend you contend. Oh, when you already got a crown, you don't pretend you defend. All oh, the jewels burn and shine like fire, like fire in your heart. This is what we love to do. One is young, gifted, and winning. But you execute, execute victory that's bigger than all of us. You bring things together. You love playing and executing victory together. You love to play when you're injured, your back problems, but people fit in when they know where they're going. When you went on the road doing things you ain't never done before, keep coming back and keep being resilient, keep being persistent, and you get the job done, you find ways to win. This is what it's all about. You shake up the city and say, well, hey, you can be going through something. But you can still have a vision to go all the way. Tell them the crown still fits. Tell them I'm already wearing the crown and wearing the ring. Now I'm telling them the crown still fits. I still have the vision. And without the vision, people perish. You better get vision. Better get on board. Better bring the wood to the fire <laughs> and be part of it. And burn, victory, burn. God bless you. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Chester. Good calls always. Get me fired up. Let's go to Big T and Shawnee. Y'all know he won't disappoint. Hey, baby, yeah. Go Chiefs, man. Hey, the, we're turning into the road warriors, Dink. You know, just keep on rolling on the road. And, and you know, let's talk about Pat Mahomes. You know, the Royals, they had HGH back in the day. Well, when they get the, they get the lead, then the, then the quarterback, oh, I forgot, he's not a quarterback. He's a closer, and he has those basketball skills. Yeah, it's a closer. The, 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 the eyesight, the, the footwork, the arm, the, the throw, the touch to McCall Hardman. He is the MVP. Everybody just shut up. We got this. That was a battle. How about that offensive line? Pounding out 179 yards for the rushing offense. Way to go. How about Clyde? I hope he's okay, but nobody's crying now. That was a woolly move by our, by our GM and the Chiefs organization to bring in Le'Veon Bell. We're going to need that. And, and, and Bink, when you're in need, what do we do? We call on Ladarius Sneed, <laughs> our only sack at an interception. And, and, and last but not least, who was that man down in the locker room? I think Santa Claus was spotted. All you boys and girls better be good. Santa Claus is coming to town. And everybody have a happy holiday.
Right on, my man. Merry Christmas to you, Big T. They can, they can ice up this uh, number one uh, seed in the uh, AFC against the Atlanta Chokers next week. Because that's what they are. I mean, they usually blow fourth quarter lades. Today they blew a third quarter 24-7 lean over the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Nice job, Atlanta. Let's go to Matt Nurse in Leavenworth. What's up, Matt? Hey there. Hey, so, you know, I don't want to be the rain cloud, but the last guy did bring it up, and I'm a little concerned because as much as I like Le'Veon Bell, I, with Clyde Edwards, I'm not sure, you know, how severe of an injury that was, but if he is out for a certain amount of time, they are kind of two completely different backs because one's more shifty and one's just got the power in the legs. Do you, how, do you, how do you think we're going to survive with uh, just one and then Darrell Williams, I guess? Well, the thing is this, and I mean, the injuries do happen in the NFL, and to be as, you know, kind of injury-free is what they have been, knock on wood. It was good to see Fisher back today, although he got beat a couple of times uh, today. It was good to see him back. But Darrell Williams, they trust him. Is he the all-around back of Clyde Edwards? No, he can't get out of that pocket. That's the thing with Clyde. I enjoyed so much him just getting out in space and catching the ball. Le'Veon Bell was you know, just a couple of years ago, we're removed from being the best running back in the NFL. It's, I trust him. I was a little bit uh, worried there at the end where he looked like he kind of got shaken up a little bit. But, uh, you know, he had that 14-yard catch, Le'Veon Bell, 15 carries today, 62 yards, 4.1 yards per carry. I like to see it. He brings that little power back. Not only that, he's a good receiver out of the backfield. I think people forget they look at his numbers rushing last year with the Jets. He had 66 receptions. So, and even so, it gets to the point that she said Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he's incredible. He can run the ball as well. He ended up with seven carries today for 37 yards, 5.3. And he ran that option. I mean, that was college football at perfection. And he's not an option guy. He's not known as a speed guy, but he just gets it done with his legs. But I have no doubt the Chiefs will scheme and find ways to win. And Le'Veon Bell, what a great acquisition that was for the Kansas City Chiefs because you know, who knows what the hip and the leg. We'll find out later with Clyde if he has to miss a game or two or or maybe the playoffs. We do have that, that bye coming up for the Chiefs, which is huge. We'll see what happens. It's too early to speculate at this point. But if Le'Veon Bell has to go next week as a starter, don't worry about that whatsoever. Against these two chumps they're playing the next two weeks, Kramer could get 100 yards. Let's go to Blake. In Lebo, Kansas. What's up, Blake? Hey, buddy. What's going on? How are you? I'm doing good. Hey, I just wanted to say this great W today. And I just wanted to state this whole season, just I feel like the mindset of everyone, it's easy to be hindsight 2020 with this whole season, even though every game gives you, gives you ulcers the way they're playing. You got to remember just – Remember to enjoy this. We have a football season. We have a great team, a great quarterback, and it wasn't too long ago we were 4-12 and 12 in 2007. So I just feel like you need to just always remember that. And the ability that uh, when you win a Super Bowl, the mindset that these players and coaching staff have to have week in and week out it's unimaginable the level of locked in you have to be. And I feel like people always need to understand that when we're thinking about this season. And they've done a great job so far, in my opinion. But that's all I got to say. Thanks, man. Hey, you're welcome. You know, again, just like Patrick said, a win is a win. A win is tough to get in the National Football League. 
but they're winning. And these two defenses, scoring defense-wise, were number two and number four in the league. I mean, you look at the Saints coming to this game defensively. Now, keep this in mind. Five out of the last six games, they allowed 16 points or fewer. In four of the last six, they've allowed less than 13 points. They don't give up very many points. Points per game in the NFL this year, the seventh, 28.3. Total defense, or excuse me, they're fourth in the NFL at uh, 20.4 is all they were giving up. Second in total defense. They give up less than 300 yards a game. Only one other team does that in this league. Second in run defense. Fourth in pass defense. This was a good defense. And the Chiefs put up 65 points against these two teams. The Dolphins and the Saints. And again, five wins on the road against teams that are currently in the playoffs. And yeah, I got a question on Twitter because I, I put it out there that playing on the road this year is different. I'll agree to that. New Orleans is usually a very loud place. I mean, the Dome is loud. They had 3,000 people in there. And there is not that 12th man advantage on the road with the fewest fans is what you have. I mean, it's just, it's just not as daunting. Like when they went to Buffalo, it's not as daunting. It was raining in Orchard Park. No fans there. Yes, that matters. But it's also kind of a pain for players to pack things up, get out of their element, fly to the opposing city, stay in a hotel where the other team is st- staying in their home environment. So I do think there's that factor because you're having to travel to the game, and that's part of it. But it shows you can go. And when you have Patrick Mahomes playing the way he is, and when you have this defense playing like the way they are at times, and again, I think the Chiefs would have held them, you know, 21 points, 22 points. Without that turnover there, they gave him short field where they, where they scored that touchdown on the Chiefs, you know, to get up to 29. Yeah, what it could have, should have had happened, so you give it to them. But they scored less than 30 points. And you better, you better score 30 points if you're going to beat the Chiefs. You need to score 30 points a game to beat this team. But they just keep racking up records. 11 consecutive uh, road games won is the longest since they did it nine times, 1966-67 season. They also tied that mark 2016-2017. It's also a nine-game winning streak the Chiefs are on. Under Coach Reed, the Chiefs have gone on a nine-game winning streak in three seasons. 13, 15, and 20. Hard to do. Chiefs 13-1 record marks the team's best record through the first 14 games in a season in franchise history. The fourth 13-win season in club history. Some the Chiefs haven't done. Since 2003, win 13 games. And I mentioned last week that Andy Reid had won 12 games for the fourth time in Kansas City in eight years. 50% of the time, this guy has won 12 games. His high-water mark that he's ever won was 13 games in Philadelphia in 2004. He went 13-3. and three. He's never had more than 13 wins. And yes, there's great possibility Put money on it that he's going to get at least 14 or 15. But 2016, he had, was 12-4. and four. 2018, 12-4. 2019, 12-4. 2020, 13-1. That's five years over 12 wins. Well, I got my math wrong. It's four. Excuse me. That's four wins over 12. Sorry, I'm just wanting to give him more. But he's got 12 wins 
three times, and he had tied that with four yesterday, but now he's got 13. So he tied his high water mark, and he's still going. This could be his best season he's ever had. I mean, this is tough. You get everybody's best effort. Had James Jones on with Cody Gold when I was sitting in there Friday. And there's a lot of similarities. That 2010 Packers team he was on won the Super Bowl. The next year, they went 15-1. and one. Sound familiar? They lost the first round of the Giants. Things can happen. You get everybody's best effort. You get everybody's best shot. That's why when people say, well, the Chiefs are playing in down a level to their opponents. Well, you're also getting the best effort. Like the Jets, they go out and beat the Rams today. Rams are they Rams were a 17-point favorite. Biggest upset of the year in the National Football League betting. But they still have pride. They're kind of dumb because they lost Trevor Lawrence today to the Jaguars because Jaguars have one win, but they have a a, a weaker or a weaker strength of schedule. So the Jags right now get Trevor Lawrence. He's probably happy. But you never know what you're going to see. That's the game of the year. That's the Jets pelt on the wall. They beat the Rams, and people are excited about it. But this is what happens in this league. And if you can go on the road and win 11 straight games, you're the only unscathed team. And if it's so easy to go on the road because there's no fans there, then why isn't anybody else doing it? Why are the Chiefs the only ones that do this? Why do the Chiefs have five wins against teams currently in the playoffs when Aaron Rodgers, everybody's MVP, the Rodgers rate, is done at once. The Buffalo Bills have done it once, a combined two. The Chiefs have doubled it plus one. Your MVP was one tonight. It was Patrick Mahomes. And if he doesn't get it, it's an absolute joke, and we shouldn't even consider that award an award if it's not given to Patrick Mahomes. Well, to check in on all the great action around the NFL and uh, big-time uh, Scores. I might have won you your fantasy championship with some nice stats today. Let's go to the NFL desk with Dusty Likens. Take What's it up, away. Jay Binkley? What's up, Dusty man? Oh, not much. I actually took a break from football. I'm watching Home Alone right now as uh, Harry and Marv just took two paint cans to the dome. Um, but, uh, you know, big day in the NFL for a lot of fantasy owners. So there's a lot of performances out there that... Uh, either made you or broke you. And today, I'm assuming that a lot of people are advancing or have won championships today because of what Ryan Tannehill did. Ryan Tannehill stole the show today, Jay Binkley. I'm going to say that again. Ryan Tannehill stole the Sunday show today against the Detroit Lions. He had 273 yards passing, three total touchdowns, three rushes for 21 yards, including two rushing touchdowns. Really a career day. Five total touchdowns. Just absolutely shredded the Detroit Lions. Also, Derrick Henry does it again. Jay Binkley, I take your theory once again. When it gets cold, no one can hold Derrick Henry. He just gets that much better as he had 24 for 147, a 6.1 average. Um, another stolen show today, but he didn't win, was Jalen Hurts. He was a he was a waiver wire pickup this week in uh, a lot of fantasy football games as he was part of that 3 o'clock slate that was just absolutely money as the Cardinals beat the Eagles 33-26. to we start with Jalen Hurts. He was 24 of 44 for 338, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. He also had 11 rushing uh, attempts for 63 yards. It appears the show is not too bright enough for Jalen Hurts at the moment. You flip the script to the other side, Kyler Murray, another young and up-and-comer, 406 on the passing yards, three touchdowns. He did have one interception. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, though, who continues to be the best wide receiver in the NFL, was nine receptions for 169 yards and a touchdown. He is now 
The sole leader in receiving yards, Travis Kelsey, is second. It's very, very close um, when it comes to that. And uh, tonight's game so far, kind of boring. Um, is it's the Browns and the Giants. It's 13-3 Cleveland with about 11-19 left in the third. Nothing really too exciting. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Falcons today 31-27 as Tom Brady once again breaks everybody's heart. And Atlanta Chiefs obviously saw that game. Patrick Mahomes, for those of you that need to know about stats, I know Jay Binkley, you've probably already given everyone the numbers, but Mahomes 254, three touchdowns, a nice day. And then the surprise of the day was Le'Veon Bell had 15 rushes, 62 yards. He also had a touchdown. Um, and Kelsey, 8 for 68 with a touchdown. Tyreek Hill, 6 for 53 in a touchdown. But once again, it was Ryan Tannehill, Jalen Hurts that stole the show today as they had gigantic games. Also, Kyler Murray and, Kyler, and uh, DeAndre Hopkins, both for the Arizona Cardinals. So, Jay Binkley, our guy Mahomes, he's still the MVP, and it should be locked, stocked, yes. and ready to rock in his hands the rest of the year. Shake the haters. That's right. Thanks, Dustman. You got it. Yeah, 254 and a solid three TDs for Patrick Mahomes. Coming up next, we'll do the play of the game. Don't forget to call in tomorrow at 9.30 in the morning on Fesco in the morning. I'll be hosting that show, so you can call me at 9.30 in the morning. Name a player involved in the play of the game. For a $25 gift card to Topper's Pizza with a chance at a monthly grand prize of $500 to Mazarese Jewelry. And we'll talk to Chief Sideline Guru, Josh Klingler, next. This is the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino, 610 Sports Radio. It's the play of the game. A remarkable acrobatic scramble, and the kick is good! He got it! A 41-yard corner pattern to the near side. Brought to you by Mazarese Jewelry. Mazarese Jewelry, in the business of forever. First and 10 for the Chiefs at the St. 13. 21-15 Kansas City. 13-50 to go in the game. Sprint option action. Mahomes keeps it. Pitches it late. Back to Bell at the right sideline. Touchdown, Kansas City. Sprint option. It was Texas Tech pitching to Michigan State. And the Chiefs get the coveted two-possession lead on a 13-yard sprint option run and pitch by Mahomes. Bell finishes it off. That was such a beautiful play. I love that. It put the Chiefs up 14. And at that point, I said, this is what they need to do in this drive. They score a touchdown. Go up 14 points in the fourth quarter. Make it extremely difficult for the Bills to come back. And that's exactly what they did with Le'Veon Bell. What, I love the option. I mean, I love college football. The option was fantastic. It was beautiful by Mahomes, who says you can't run the option in the NFL. Chiefs just did it there. But that was the play of the game brought to you by Mazarese Jewelry. Call in at 9.30 in the morning on Fesco in the morning. Name a player involved in the player of the game for a $25 gift card to Topper's Pizza with a chance at a monthly grand prize of $500 to Manzarese. I'll be in here at 9.30, and I doubt I'll forget that this was the play of the game. Just guessing I'm not going to forget. But now it's time to check in with the chief sideline guru, the co-host of Fesco in the morning and sideline for the Kansas City Chiefs on 106.5 The Wolf, Josh Klingler. Kling, it's still early enough to say hi to you. Hello. Don't sell yourself short. You very well could forget by 930 tomorrow what the play of the game is. I think I've done it multiple weeks. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> it's in, it's the option play, Kling. I'm not going to forget the option. I mean, there's a That's lot of things true. I that... forget. I will not forget a beautifully run <laughs> option. Of course. I mean, he's not a running quarterback, you know, but he's, he's the master of scrambling. 
There's no. Well, that I mean, he's just so smart when he runs, yes. right? I mean, it, option. You could you could say sometimes that might not be smart if you get you know laid out clocked. on one of those at some point in time. But um, the way he uses his feet, certainly that 24 yard run was a work of of beauty as well. When he's in trouble, he just he's very smart at kind of knowing how many yards he needs to get and and you know kind of when to take off and when not to. I was just glad to see the run game going today because I don't know how many weeks we've been asking for the 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 run game to to show itself and to look like it can be a, a formidable option and to see the balance that the Chiefs had today running for 179 yards. I thought was uh, was a big part of this one and and they had to because you know it was a little bit of problems you know. Um, pass blocking at times for uh, for Mahomes so it was good to see them you know take that run game and able to push it forward to a nearly you know four I guess about four and a half yards a clip uh running today so I I love to see the run game get going not only that but they've done it against two of the premier teams in the NFL you've done it against the Buffalo Bills and now you've done it against the New Orleans Saints that by the way were the second best run defense in the NFL and a stat that I put out clean is the Chiefs have beaten five teams that are currently on the road on the road, not at home, just on the road, that are currently in the NFL playoffs. The Packers have one such win. The Bills have one such win. That, to me, is impressive. And the fact that they've ran against these premier teams in Buffalo and New Orleans for their two highest amounts of the year, that says something to me. Yeah, and the five road wins, obviously the other three of the division games and those those division games are always tough as well. So to go 8-0 on the road, I'd have taken 5-3 and three before the season started. I thought that if they were going to take losses this year, it wasn't going to be at home. The home part of the schedule I thought was a little bit easier, and the road games were the most formidable. So to see them go and go 8-0, and that's the first time they've done that in, in franchise history. Uh, away from home uh, says a lot to me. And then, yes, you throw in the quality of opponents that they've beaten on the road as well. That's uh, That uh, that makes a, a pretty good team that can, can – uh, you know, have game will travel as well. They're not going to have to here for a while, hopefully, um, until the uh, till the Super Bowl. But uh, they prove they can go win anywhere, anyway, anytime. Are we not just seeing Patrick Mahomes close these games out? I mean, you go back to that Raiders game, and pretty much every game he's been instrumental in either scoring that game-winning touchdown against the Raiders, getting a field goal for the Chiefs, or icing down the clock. And he's been doing this in five straight games. I mean, this is... Tony Romo called him the closer. I mean, this is vintage Wade Davis when we saw the Royals. Yeah, you wish he didn't have to, um, but I think it's good that they prove that they can because we know kind of playoff games will probably be more in that vein than than winning going away. So they look very comfortable in, in finishing off games, and to be able to do it with your offense to kind of grind out the clock as well is is a big plus. Again, the, the last few weeks you wish it wasn't one-score games, right? Um, but – um, they're able to show some things that are going to prove, you know, that they need in the uh, in the postseason. What to say about Andy Reid? This is now the fourth time in eight years with the Chiefs. Fifty percent of the time here, he's had at least a twelve wins. He ties his high water mark. He had thirteen wins once back in two thousand four with Philadelphia. He's got thirteen now with two very winnable games on his schedule going forward. But this league is tough, Kling, as you know, week in and week out. We, it's like the Jets beating the Rams today, 17-point dogs. Things happen in this league. But Andy Reid doesn't seem to let that happen. He's got a winning record every single year with the Chiefs, only missing the playoffs once, but he was 9-7 and seven that year. Yeah. I said I used to say he fell, falls out of bed and wins 10 games, and <laughs> that may be selling it a little bit short because he's kind of he's kind of extended that number now. I mean, it's just – 
It's just the preparation. It's the confidence. Obviously, they have talent as well, but I think that just the calm demeanor and, and preparation and, and, I mean, this season alone, I mean, they have adapted a number of different ways uh, to, to win games, to offset injuries, to deal with an offensive line, which they did again today, um, that I think that it did show show you how well coached they are. That And then the, their ability to, as you mentioned, kind of close out games. I mean, that's execution. That's that's practice. Those are the types of things that I think Andy Reid is just excels at putting his team in those those great positions to to be able to do those things. That's that comes from really really good coaching, and this team's very well coached. You can see that week in and week out. And then uh, you know it is amazing though when you think about it. I mean, Andy Reid's record in Kansas City. Um, it's just it's 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 kind of like no when they won the division again. It's kind of like yeah, no sweat. But no, you look back at the, at his tenure here in in Kansas City, and to see you know double digit victories all but one season is really impressive. No, it is. And you mentioned that offensive line. Eric Fisher played today. Of course, he missed a couple of practices, except for Friday, with the back. And he was, you know, there were some times where he was, it was. I don't know how much the back was affected him, but it affected him a little bit today. Patrick Mahomes hit nine times today. It, you know, rarely does he have that five step drop with a clean pocket. But you know what? That's what makes him so dangerous. He gets out of the pocket and makes incredible plays. But the one guy we saw in the lineup today, and you knew it was going to be rather sooner than later, and I think it's been extremely difficult to pull him out of that lineup now, is Stefan Wisniewski. He started now, the I last five last like year. I like he yeah. hadn't played a little bit, but um, he does give you a little bit of the, the nasty. Yep. But I, I thought he looked like he could use a few more reps but obviously he's not playing in a tackle which is much more difficult I'll credit Andrew Wiley for sliding out and playing tackle in space today because that's that's not an easy uh deal for him but no I think it, it if you're not gonna have Remmers back this is your best offensive line right no no offense to the to the rookie Yasir Durant but he's an undrafted <laughs> free agent that was kind of playing out over skis and I think that this is probably the better uh, mix of offensive linemen um, if this is what you're going to have going forward. Hopefully they'll be able to get Remmers back uh, sooner rather than later. Um, and then you have to decide who the best kind of interior guys are as well. So, uh, hey, credit them for making it work because you're, you're, you're through about two people at every position now <laughs> along that offensive line throughout this year. And then credit Eric Fisher for coming back and playing because the, the numbers were getting pretty thin at that tackle position. But I think that they're, you know, scheming ways to, to take advantage of whatever skill set that that particular line on that particular day has and that's a that's a pretty pretty big art form as well so Andy Hack the offensive line coach and and Andy Reid um, I know it, it they make it look a lot easier than it than it certainly has been this year because they have played through a number a number of offensive line well the thing about it is too like Stefan Wisniewski I, I I think they miss KO that nasty that nastiness on the offensive line because that's what he was Wisniewski brings that this guy this guy started for two Super Bowls recently. He, he was the starting left guard for the Eagles in the Super Bowl, and he started left guard for the Chiefs, but he was on the right side. And that, that's just different kick step when you're, when you're stepping back. So I credit him kind of playing out of position himself today with this offensive line. I just think we're going to keep seeing him as we go forward. But defensively, Kling, uh, not much to show for as far as sacks. I will say this, though. They did hit Drew Brees. They were credited with seven quarterback hits. It seemed like the Saints hit Mahomes a lot more, but they hit him. Uh, they got three sacks and nine times, but the Chiefs were able to uh, hit the quarterback seven times. And then I thought as well the third down number to me. I mean, you held the the Saints to one converted uh, third down, and then that's insane. Yeah, you know, 
did as much as he could. I, I think he did a great job against Kamara. I mean, I thought he might be the, the guy that would give them really big fits today, and, and they did a decent job against him. And then um, then obviously not having Michael Thomas was, was a factor, but you didn't make Taysom Hill a factor in their pass game. I, they did a really good job, you know, holding Breeze especially early and then uh, on third down. So um, you hated to see that one late roughing penalty. I was a little bit worried about that because I didn't know if there would be an overemphasis on trying to make sure you put a hit on Breeze today when he was coming back from those those injured ribs. Uh, so to have that, that one late penalty was kind of disappointing, but not a complete surprise because I thought they'd be trying to really try to be aggressive in, in getting after and hitting the quarterback. So, you know, did some things on, on third down. You saw some some play out of the secondary that was good again today. Snead had had the uh, had the turnover, obviously, and I thought I thought Breland played a heck of a game once again uh, at that defensive back spot. So some bright spots for sure on the defensive side of things. Again, it is kind of baffling how they make these games kind of close, uh, but hopefully uh, they'll learn from these in, in the postseason and just be able to win what are expected to be close games because they've had such experience doing it in the regular season. I think Snead might give uh, Clyde a run for the Mackley Hill Award win as the uh, rookie of the year for the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if he's going to have played enough, you know, because he didn't miss that spell of sure. games, but, but, but he very well and, could. Yeah, um, um, yeah, it's it's a nice little race. It's good to have your your rookies contribute and your first year guys contribute in this uh, in this season where you you brought back just about every starter, right? So to have the uh, the youngsters contribute is cool. I'm really hopeful. Really, I, I'm sure I'm not the only one. We're all hoping that uh, that Ceh isn't a isn't a, a long term thing, but. That certainly didn't look great initially. Um, having the X-rays negative, I, I think, is is good, but but we'll see moving forward. Hopefully, he is uh, he's someone who's going to bounce back uh, at some point yet this season. In final thing for you, Clings, we're talking to Josh Klingler on the Silverstein Ice Center's hotline. Josh, uh, this confidence with Harrison Butker, like I don't get nervous anymore. I mean, he is really, you know, whatever the issue was with the extra points and everything else. When he comes out, I've got that confidence again. That's the same confidence yeah, I had no, at the beginning of the I, year, but that's that's huge in these close games. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I don't. There's not. There's not any nerves on extra points now. Um, whatever that was is figured out, and he's he's pretty cold blooded when it comes to field goals. So yeah, you, you you feel like he's he's pretty much automatic right now. That's good. That's a good problem to have because he was automatic for a long time, and you're like, wow, look around the rest of the NFL. Guys are missing field goals all over the place, and Harrison Butker is is money. And then he had that little blip, and it, I guess it just felt like a to get on a slump and so now he seemingly is is out of it and you should have you should have a lot of confidence with him moving forward here in the uh, postseason it's josh klingler on the silverstein ice center's highlight he's a chief sideline reporter also co-host of fesco in the morning kling go do what kling does this time of night go to bed yeah 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 how about mizzou versus your hawkeyes in the college football playoff or not playoffs a lot of a lot of black and gold in that one how about that? Should be fun. They, they, they see. I, I felt like that, that was going to be the uh, going to be the game. So yeah, um, that should be that should be fun down in Nashville coming up next week. Yep, sounds good. Kling, we'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks, Mike. There you go, Josh Klingler on the Silverstein Ice Center phone lines. We'll have time for your reactions. Well, I said you can call me anytime you want during the next two hours. We'll hear from Coach Andy Reid. We'll hear from Patrick Mahomes. We'll hear from the editor in chief, ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney, as we uh, progress through this program tonight. But first, let's go to Neil. In Lone Jack. Good evening, Neil. Good evening, Jay. How you doing, brother? Good. I like wins. Man, I was looking at the box score a second ago, and all of a sudden my app just went crazy. That's weird. 
But man, you were so right when you. I mean, always do a great job in, in your post game analysis and your analysis in general. But I mean, you were talking about domination, and then you look at some of these stats, and the only stat we did not dominate in this game was the scoreboard. I mean, I can't believe it was even this close. Really, I mean, total plays ninety two. We have over one hundred and twenty more yards than them total. Yeah, this, um, this third score. down efficiency is ridiculous. The, the, the score, run. yeah, the score, Neil, is not indicative. 34 fit, fit first downs to 15. The Chiefs, 9 for 18, 50% on third down efficiency. The Saints, 1 for 11. And keep keep in mind, the Saints were fifth in the NFL on third down efficiency of 46.6. This was a very good team on third downs. The Chiefs limited on that. Didn't give up a first down in the first quarter. 411 yards to 285. But the big one was... The big one was the, the Chiefs. They had the turnover. Saints did. Chiefs still win. Chiefs had the ball 41-14. They had 18-46. Two-to-one time of possession for the Chiefs. I mean, you look at these stats and you're saying, how is this game even close? I know. It's shocking. I mean, you know, I mean, this is the kind of win. I was a little, real concerned about this win, this game going into this week because obviously we did not need the win today to get the number one seed, but it helps because now even if we go down to Atlanta next week, we're still fine. And I don't believe we are going down to Atlanta next week. And I think Indianapolis is going to beat the Steelers. No, we're you're playing here. You're not going seed. anywhere. We're going to wrap up that one seed next week. I it, can't wait. I can. Next two games are at home, Neil. Next two games are at home. We're going to get it, baby. I can't wait. I can't believe you know. I mean, 60 yards rushing, that, this is the kind of defense. I know they gave up points, and obviously we, that, we gave them the short field at the end there, but if we don't give them the short field at the end and we don't give up those points and then DeMarcus doesn't make that boneheaded play, we probably do have a little bit more lopsided score. i tell you what, DeMarcus, come on, man. That was the biggest boneheaded play by a Gator this year, except for drawing a blank at the moment on the, the defensive back's um, miscue with the thrown uh, shoe in the game against LSU, but between those two, they're definitely neck and neck there for, for bonehead of play of the year by a Gator. But, oh, man, I'm just so excited. I can't believe we are this close to the number one seed, and I can't wait for the win next week, and they got it. game at home for the third year in a row. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for taking my call. Have a it's great a, night. It's man. a beautiful thing, Neil. Neil's happy in Lone Jack. Kramer, he's – we talked about the lack of watering holes in that town, didn't we, before with Neil? Well, there's not many, I don't think. Needs to be Kramer's place or Neil's place. Am I right? Kramer's Bar and Grill? I believe so. Yeah, I think so too, Kramer. I think so too. Let's go to Brian in Overland Park. What's up, Brian? Hey, not much. Listen to the game. A couple things, you know. Uh, the offensive line, it's it's great how they can move people around and the guy just steps up. It's like, I haven't played right guard for uh, three years, but I'm ready. And he steps in and they, they get the job done against a great defense. That's just a... Uh, that's just a tribute to the Chiefs' staffing and uh, ability to, to ask the guys to do what needs to be done and for them to make it happen. Um, but I'm calling in about CEH's injury. Yeah. And you say, well. X-ray's you know, negative at this point. Okay, negative with the brakes. But a lot of times they'll say, you know, if you didn't break it, you sprained it, strained it, pulled it, torn it. Um, if it's in his groin area, that's a very complicated area, you know, with muscles in that. Sometimes those injuries are nagging for years. They well, take a long but time. They, they take a long time. Young guys, like modern medicine. Listen, I don't want to speculate on injuries. I don't. I, I know what you're saying. We, it could be good, okay. I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know. Injuries are he weird. Looked, I didn't think like Drew Brees could come back and play with 11 broken ribs in five weeks. I didn't think that would happen, but he did it. 
Yeah, that's true. But anyway, I'm just saying sometimes uh, those sprains are, are worse than breaks. Sure. Sure. But uh, I just don't know what it know, is. I, I, I just don't know. It's just, I don't I don't like to speculate on these things because I don't know. What's that the, let's see, what's the Chiefs records? What's Patrick Mahomes number? Fifteen. And, and one. You want <laughs> 15 and one. I like yeah. that saying. I, I think it's very, very possible, if not extremely likely, the Chiefs end up 15 and one, unless they go the JV route in the final game, which we've seen them do. For some reason, the Chargers get the Chiefs when they already got things wrapped up. <laughs> it happens quite a bit, but who knows? Yeah, I, I, the Chargers are always a threat, no matter what. Yeah, they yeah they are they are but you know they played the Raiders and that was a game where they had two field goals they missed at the end just uh, really weird yeah. really weird all right but again they don't like to watch it you know and if you're not listening to the game on six ten or one six five the Wolf you're, you're missing the game all right brother thank you very much for the call we'll take Luke real quick before we hear from Patrick Mahomes what's up Luke hey what's up man how are you I'm pretty good. Um, I, of course, love the game. Um, like, uh, definitely hope the Clyde's doing good. I want, I worry about one thing, though. Um, that's because, you know, like, the year that the Patriots went undefeated, the, the Giants played them, and they figured out that there was a blueprint to beat the Patriots. You know, you got a double-team Moss. And you got to run the ball and everything else. I'm worried that there's now a blueprint to beat the Chiefs, and that's two safeties deep and four rushers, and uh, the other five they basically just got to like play man to man underneath. And um, especially now with Clyde gone, it's going to be like Le'Veon Daryl. And so I don't know. Like I just. You know, of course, the Chiefs are the Chiefs, but I'm a little bit worried about where they're at. Well, Neil, you shouldn't worry about things, man. This team is 13-1. and one. They were Super Bowl champions. And don't worry about it, brother. I mean, it's one of those things. I mean, you just got to roll with it. Again, I don't, let's, let's not be Kansas basketball fans here. We're you know, the end of the world if they don't make the Final Four. No, this, this team is winning these games. And, again, I'm arguing with somebody on Twitter about – the Chiefs being undefeated on the road. Well, it's easier to win on the road. There's no fit. Yes, yes, but it's an inconvenience to fly. But find me another NFL team that's gone undefeated on the road. If it's that easy, why is anybody else doing it? But the Chiefs. If it's that easy, why isn't any other damn team doing this? They're not. Let's head to the locker room by Santa Fe Auto Sound. Sounds of the game. Santa Fe Auto Sound. Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. Here's the quarterback and should be MVP, Patrick Mahomes. Hey, Patrick. Um, can you talk a little bit about the offensive line and how you feel like they did? Guys, you know, it was a little bit patchwork tonight because of injuries, how you feel like they did. And, Brad, I'll have a, uh, a follow-up as well. Yeah, I mean, they, they battled. I think that's the biggest thing. I thought they, they fought the entire game. They got better as the game went on. Um, I mean, like you said, I mean, the guys stepped up and really stepped into their roles and, and found a way to get us across the finish line. And so uh, – I mean, obviously, that's a really good defensive line, and I thought they did a good job of keep battling the entire game. It looks like uh, Le'Veon's going to play a bigger part in what's going on here now because of Clyde's injury. How do you feel like he's fit in during the first, uh, you know, whatever, six, eight weeks that he's been with the Chiefs? Yeah, I mean, he's been a great addition. I mean, you've seen him in spurts. He's, he's been getting in, uh, making plays happen when he's in the, in the football game, and 
Um, you know, obviously we're hoping Clyde gets back quickly, um, but I think we have a good guys in that running back room that will step up and uh, really embrace that role. Go next to Herbie Teope. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Patrick. Uh, after the game, uh, the NBC camera, or excuse me, the, the broadcast camera caught you and Drew Brees having a moment on the field there. And what was said between the two Texan kids there? And then how much encouragement did he give you? Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, it's just it's just a bunch of respect. I mean, uh, I mean, obviously, I watched Drew growing up. Um, I have the same financial advisor as Drew does now, and I've I've met him over the years. Just got different things, and he spoke advice to me. Um, and so uh, for for me, just showing him the ultimate respect. I mean, he's one of the best to ever do it. Um, he's still doing it at a high level. And so uh, it was a great game. And uh, obviously, we came out with the win, but uh, it was a great game by him as well. Let's go next to Matt McMullen. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Patrick, uh, probably feels like a long time ago now, but you had the crazy third down conversion to Sammy early in the game, eventually led to a touchdown. Can you walk us through that play and what you saw on that one? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of them. Uh, the, that, that one, uh, de definitely, Sammy was kind of my uh, my last read, um, and I got I got flushed out. I was running out to the right. I get the edge, realized I wasn't going to be able to get there, and then I uh, stopped and stepped up, and Sammy kept working. I was able to get him the ball. I mean, uh I, that's another play. I mean, you see those offensive linemen. I mean, they continue to work when I'm scrambling, doing all my different stuff out there. And you got to have guys that are going to continue to battle the entire game. And so it was a great job of them and a great job of the receivers and Sammy getting over. Let's go next to Mick Schaefer. Go ahead, Mick. Hey there, Patrick. The goal line pass to um, uh, Travis it looked like kind of a chess pass there. I was wondering uh, the origins of that play. I know you watch a lot of college football. It looked like those college kids yesterday winning the Dr. Pepper thing at uh, halftime. <laughs> Yeah, we, we actually ran it uh, versus Denver on that Monday night football game a couple years back, and uh, Kelsey got in on that one as well. And, it, I mean, it takes a lot of practice, I mean, uh, as far as getting the blocking right that quickly, uh, finding a way to, to kind of push it in there. And I thought the guys did a great job of, of giving me a lane to throw. I got it to Kelsey, and he punched it in there. Go next to Pete Sweeney. Go, Pete. Hey, Patrick, congrats on the win. We've seen in the past few weeks that rather than maybe like old school conventional football, rather than running it with the small lead, Andy's giving you the ball and says, go win the game. I know you have interactions like with the LeBron James, for example, but how much do you relish that trust and opportunity to go win it? Yeah, I think it's just trusting the entire offense. I mean, not only uh, me uh, giving me the chance to throw, but giving those guys chance to win. Uh, a lot of times in those four minute uh, type situations late in the game with those small leads, you're getting straight man to man coverage. Um, and so uh, when they're bringing their linebackers up and trying to stop the run, we got to have guys win. And you see Travis win today, and you've seen guys win over the, the last few weeks. And so uh, we got to be able to run the ball, obviously. And I thought we did a great job of that all game uh, today, especially at the end there. And then whenever we get the opportunity to throw the ball, we got to execute. Got time for three quick ones, guys, starting with Blair. Go, go ahead, Blair. Hey, Patrick. 8-0 uh, and o on the road this year could be the last road game you play for, for quite a while. What are the keys for to this team winning away from Arrowhead? Yeah, it's mentality. I think it's all mentality. You have to come in with the right mentality that you're going to fight. You know it's going to be a dogfight no matter where you're playing at. And um, we, we we do a good job of that, of coming in with that mindset, knowing not everything's going to be pretty. You're not going to get exactly what you want every single play. Um, but stepping up offense, defense, and special teams and coming together to find a way to win. Let's go next to Vahe Gregorian. Go ahead, Vahe. Hey, Patrick. Um, just – by now, you guys have won, I think, uh, the last six games by a total of 23 points. And I just wonder at what point that starts to feel like a habit that, that is a, a strength um, instead of feeling like you just wish you had a bigger cushion. I mean, I've always felt like it was a strength. I mean, uh, you got to be able to win games in this league. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's it at the end of the day. I mean, it looks cool and it feels awesome to win by 20, 30 points. But when you have a team that can find a way to win with their offense, the defense, and special teams, 
um, every single game and find a way to win no matter what the score is. Those are the teams that make runs at the end of the year. We'll go last to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Patrick. Um, just a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about your red zone struggles. You guys scored on your first trips, first four trips to the red zone tonight. What, what stood out about your success that there today? Yeah, I mean, it's just execution. Um, being able to run the ball and then executing. And I thought we did a good job of both of those in the red zone today. And when you play defense like that, you know there are going to be few opportunities and you have to make sure you execute when you're down there. Um, and so I thought the guys did a great job of executing the game plan. Uh, the coach, the enemy, and Coach Reed called great plays, and, and we ran the ball whenever we needed to. There you go. There's the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, who should be the National Football League MVP. And trust me, I'll be talking about that a lot this week because, well, that's fact. And Colin Coward said the Bills were the second-best team, and it's not even that close. Really, Colin? One playoff win, or one win on the road against playoff teams? Chiefs have five? Come on now, son. You're smarter than that. You make $7 million a year. I don't. Any regardless, let's go to the NFL desk and talk to Dusty Likens. A lot going on today, including a 17-point dog getting their first win. Yeah, Jets, man, uh, knocked out about half of the uh, field with the 6-10 survivor pick. Binkley, you still doing good in that league? I am. I okay. am. Thanks to the Cardinals' win, we knocked out three people from Survivor League this week, and it feels so good. They're done. Down goes Cody, down goes Gold, and down goes Rob, I think is the is what right. I looked at. Down uh, goes for those, the three. <laughs> for those of you that were interested in tonight's game, of anybody, Jarvis Landry, 7 for 61 and a touchdown. Um, Cleveland winning 20 to 3. They're easily going to cover that spread as they, I think they were six and a half favorites. Um, Chiefs beat the Saints. Saw that action earlier. The Cardinals beat the Philadelphia Eagles. Jalen Hurts, 338, four touchdowns total. So a rushing touchdown in there as well. For those of you that had Alvin Kamara against the Chiefs, not what you thought. 54, one reception, or uh, yeah, one reception touchdown for Mr. Kamara as well. Robert Woods in that Rams upset loss uh, had the big game, 656 and a touchdown. Brandon Ayuk, man, this rookie is just a nasty freak. Binkley had nine receptions, 73 yards and a touchdown. Travis Kelsey had a Mild Travis Kelsey day, or I guess a Travis Kelsey day in which uh, is for normal tight ends. He had eight for 68 and a touchdown. Um, Dalvin Cook from Minnesota's back doing it again. He had 132 yards on the ground and a touchdown. Lamar Jackson for Baltimore today, a big popular name. 243, four total touchdowns. He did have an INT today as well. Kyler Murray, another big day behind the center at a 406 yards. Four total touchdowns, also an interception, but the guy that was the dagger for everybody today was Ryan Tannehill, 273, five total touchdowns, and their win, and Derrick Henry once again had a monstrous game, 150-plus on the ground. Um, you look around the other leagues, Josh Allen, I guess we were forgetting about this on Saturday, Josh Allen had a big game, 359, four touchdowns, uh, one rushing as well, or maybe it was two, I can't remember. And David Montgomery, finally getting some respect on the name that a lot of people had put on this guy. He had 146 yards today, two touchdowns as well. And another Buffalo guy, Stephon Diggs, who continues to be great in the uh, in the NFL this year on Saturday afternoon, had 11 for 147. Those are the big, big games from people, I would assume. Also, Deshaun Watson, 373, two touchdowns. But it would appear that also Antonio Brown, sir, is back as he had his first touchdown since week three of the 2019 season. Of course, both of those touchdowns, Mr. Binkley, you know, have come from Mr. Tom Brady. So, Jay Binkley, it's kind of a lame duck Sunday night game. A lot of people probably thought that, that Chiefs-Saints game should have been flexed, but hey, 
You can't put Patrick Mahomes on primetime, nighttime television, nine weeks out of the NFL season. People get bored. They would be dusty, and I'd be talking to you at 1.30 and 2 o'clock in the morning. So this is absolutely perfect, my friend. Also, news on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I don't know if you've given it, but it's just uh, x-rays negative. They're going to come back, see a KC doctor, and then probably get another evaluation. So we don't know for sure uh, what's going on with that poor man's legs or hip, whatever they consider the injury to be. But still, uh, you think it's got to be positive at this point with no uh, severe-breaking news yet. Fingers crossed, this man. That's right. Well, take care, Jay Binkley. We'll talk again. All right, Dusty Leggins. We'll talk to you soon. We'll take a timeout. We come back. We'll talk to the editor-in-chief, ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney, and Touchdown Kansas City with Mitch Holtis next. This is the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino. Chiefs get the W over the New Orleans Saints, 32-29. I love some Louisiana hot sauce. Clyde. X-rays negative, so we'll see what happens with Clyde. It'll be Clyde watch this week. He likes that Superdome, won a state championship, won a college football national championship, so things have been good for Clyde. So that's the injury report right now, what we know. Of course, Rimmers didn't play today. Fisher did. He did practice Friday in the Clyde news. We'll ask uh, Pete Sweeney from ArrowheadPride.com. He's the uh, editor-in-chief, and we'll do touchdown Kansas City in just a second, but... uh, Maybe Pete knows the latest. Pete, good evening. Hey, Jay, how you doing? Hey, happy birthday to your mom. Yeah, big, big birthday for my my mother. Um, missed the big celebration uh, away covering these Chiefs in Kansas City tonight, but uh, I'm excited for her. And they, apparently she had a nice little birthday party. So yeah, Big Pete was wanting to FaceTime with him. I was like, just Zoom me or something because I can't do FaceTime, you know? I was going to wish your mom yeah, a happy I birthday. I understand that. My, yeah, my... So I'll My do dad it now. knows no boundaries. So I'll yeah. do it now. I'll yeah. do it now. What's the latest on Clyde, <laughs> Pete? Well, how concerned are you with this? And he did. Uh, it didn't look good going to the locker room, but I cautioned the caller earlier. Don't want to speculate on anything because I don't know the human body. Yeah, it's very unknown right now. Uh, I I go by the play, and it certainly looked like one of those situations. I mean, we have seen injuries like that before, where. The players being helped off the field, and usually when they can't put any weight on the leg, that is a terrible, terrible sign. Chief said that the x-rays right now are negative, which in part is good, right? Because like that means there's no broken bones. Sure. Again, not a doctor here, but I, I still think an MRI, I would guess, I'm guessing right now, will have to be, I guess, conducted so you can find out more about what's going on. I, I still... Don't think we're out of the woods yet on Clyde. Good thing they got Le'Veon Bell as we're talking to Pete Sweeney on the Silverstein Ice Center's hotline right now. Pete, uh, a lot of fun watching the Chiefs. Obviously, Tony Romo and Jim Nance, I think, really like doing Chiefs games. And I think people like sitting at home and watching the Chiefs this afternoon. You just, especially high school coaches in college, because they see Andy Reid do so many things, and they want to do it. My two favorite plays, Pete, and see if you have a different one. Where Tyree Kill on that first touchdown goes in motion in about seven different ways. It was like that shell game with the peanut. They mix it up because he was going back and forth, back and forth. And then the option play to Le'Veon Bell. My two favorites. Yeah, you love though that that high school, college football type of play. So I, I knew yes. that you would enjoy the pitch for sure. What was interesting on the motion play, I was able to catch uh, 
Uh, ESPN's Dan Orlovsky's like live breakdown of it. He was nice enough to tag Arrowhead Pride, so I saw it in our mentions. Oh, nice. And what that motion did was it identified that Lattimore was on a hill, and he kind of ducks down literally beneath the offensive line, and it seems for a second that Lattimore loses him going back and forth, and those three yards were just enough room to find a soft spot uh, of the defense, and Mahomes and Hill, you could kind of tell on that play, which I liked, that Hill was sort of looking back at him. Not, I don't think it was any route in particular. It was almost like find the soft spot, make eye contact, and you're going to be open for the touchdown. So I thought that was a really nice play as well. It should be noted that Marshawn Lattimore, the player involved in that play, was drafted one spot behind Patrick Mahomes and right before Deshaun Watson, kind of sandwiched in between uh, the quarterbacks, as we saw there. But, Pete, I think we'll a lot of pressure. A lot, a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure to live up to those guys. But they already had their quarterback in Drew Brees, so I don't, I can't blame them like the Bears. Um, how about this? Their second-best rushing performance as a team this year. The other one against the Buffalo Bills. The other one against New Orleans Saints. Saints had, the Saints are a better run defense than the Bills, so it's a little more uh, un, not understandable because of what they did. They were giving up right. less than 90 yards a game, and the Chiefs had their second-best output on the ground. Yeah, I think it's pretty clear when teams are playing the Chiefs offense, all bets are off. They really adjust for that game in particular. Teams that might blitz more won't blitz as much. And teams maybe that wouldn't play as many guys back were playing more guys back. You didn't really see the Saints blitzing much at all tonight. They were they were rushing four from what I could tell. I mean, I'm going to have to go back. I don't always have my eyes on the game at all. No, they time. did. It was, a lot, of, it was a lot of four-man rushes. Yep, Four-man. And so... They were dropping a lot of defensive backs um, back and and really, I think, daring the Chiefs to run the football. And Edwards Alaire, before he was injured, was able to get 79 yards. Bell had 62. Even Mahomes scooted for 37. And I think that was important because now that that, that tape is out a little bit, like if you're going to drop, you know, certain guys back – and only you know keep four close to the line. The, the Chiefs are willing to run the football, so good to put that on tape. And and they've now been able to succeed and win in just so many different ways. I I will say, and I, it is a recurring theme, and it's less against the Saints than other teams. It does scare me slightly that we're always in a one possession game in in Kansas City. I mean, you see now for the last six games in a row, it's been one possession. When you get to the playoffs, you don't want to play with fire this much. I, I, Again, more so than a team like the Saints, where maybe it does come down to one possession. I can accept it. I just don't like the streak that the Chiefs have sort of developed here where they're playing to their competition and allowing teams to still have life in the fourth quarter. You know what, though? I think it came down to that turnover, you know, by Patrick that looked kind of like borderline. Was he throwing a pass or not? And that kind of allowed them with Alvin Kamara getting that three plays, 25 yards, very short drive uh, for the Saints. But I thought they'd kind of iced it when it was 29-15. to 15. And, you know, these are close games, Pete, and I've been saying they've been playing with fire. This is 29 points margin of victory now in the last six. But the bottom right. line is they're still finding a way to win these games, and it's, it's hard to criticize. But Pete, the Chiefs have five wins now against teams that are currently in the playoffs on the road. The Bills have one win against playoff teams currently on the road. The Packers have one win against teams currently in the playoffs on the road. That's combined two. The Chiefs have five. To me, that stands out like a like a sore thumb. It, it, to me, that's go ahead and give the uh, MVP to Patrick, even though Aaron Rodgers was the hot name last week. 
Yeah, there's just no team like the Chiefs. If the Chiefs don't win the Super Bowl again, it's going to be their own fault. And that's just where I'm at right now. Beat themselves. The Buffalo Bills are the next best thing, but I, I still see the Chiefs as significantly better than them. And then, I, you know, you look in the NFC and they're playing a team in the Saints who they were able to beat. You see the Buccaneers and maybe they're playing a little bit better, but the Chiefs have beaten them. I thought the Rams were all of a sudden playing well and then they lose to the Jets. The Seahawks are another team that maybe you think about, but they were playing with fire against uh, Haskins and the Washington football team. There's the Chiefs. And for me, it's just a very, very, very significant gap between them and the other team when they're playing their best football. And I still go back to that, and I still wonder, when are we going to see that complete game? I I still don't think we necessarily saw it tonight with a lot of the drops and the mistakes. And you have a team here, amazingly, that has one loss in the the 14 games. So it's been fun to watch. You wonder if if, if the Chiefs can suddenly put it all together, which again, we have not seen yet, and the playoffs start, it could make for a very boring playoffs. But if the past six weeks are any indication, it's going to continue to be the cardiac Chiefs. But you're right in, in the complaint. You kind of want to say, oh, put the game away a little bit. But these one-point wins are wins. And last year, we saw them go down by 10 three times and manage to win. So maybe that's just this mythology of the Chiefs. Nine wins in a row. The first time they've had 13 wins in 14 games in their history, the first 13-win season since 2003. Andy Reid has never had a 14-win season. This goes back to Philadelphia. 13 was his high watermark. As a matter of fact, this marks now four times in the eight seasons. He's won 12 games or more. I mean, he's got two games left. They're both at home, and he could easily have his best record in his history, and his record's already incredible. Next week, Pete, against the Falcons, they could lock up the number one seed. Does that change things for the final game of the season? Could the Chiefs possibly looking at two weeks of rest for a lot of other players? Well, it just depends on, on how this goes, right? So if they lock up and have nothing to play for in that final game, Andy Reid's going to rest the starters. I mean, that's just what he does. And so I, I think you should expect that. I, I think until they have nothing to play for, though, you'll see the starters. So I do think we'll see them next week, and, and we'll see how um, it goes. But, yeah, it would be interesting if they were able to lock it up early on and then you know be in a position to even get more rest. I wonder how that would do because – there is a, a scenario where you don't want to be too rusty for the playoffs. But if there's just the one game, I think Andy Reid will rest the starters uh, unless there are like little things to play for. Like we've seen Kareem Hunt when he was still a chief playing for the rushing title briefly and let him get his yardage. And I think about Travis Kelsey. Let's say in a scenario Travis Kelsey's like 10 yards away from the tight end record. He might wait to have an 11-yard reception before he pulls them. But good to get the guy guys rest and make sure you're healthy and, and full and, and good to go for the playoffs. And the Chiefs are in a really good position to do that. Pete, on the great uh, website, arrowheadpride.com, think about this. You've written about one Chiefs loss in like the last 404 days. That that just seems unheard of, yeah. unreal. The fact that you guys have had to sit and talk about a loss one time in more than a calendar year, that is insane to me. Not Yeah, there's not a lot of um, valleys covering this team. I, I'm really fortunate. I mean, I, I don't want to 
you know, you want to talk about the team. I want to, I don't want to necessarily make it about me, but you have this franchise and I've been just really fortunate to cover them from 2014 on. I know that there was a, a lot of hardship in between the time that I arrived to Kansas City and I feel fortunate for that. And, um, you know, this success because you started with Al Smith and you started making the playoffs consistently every year. And you know what? It, it's, it's a really fun time to, to be a Chiefs fan in Kansas City and certainly cover the team. It's great to cover wins. And it's just this feeling of as long as they have Mahomes and as long as they have Reed, they're always going to be in contention for seasons like this. It's got to drive the rest of the NFL mad. No, it does. And you cover the league, Pete. Uh, you know, your uh, sister stations or your sister websites across the league. This thing's yeah. tough, man. Everybody's playing on the same playing field. We all have the same salary cap. It, it just matters on your coaching, the quarterback, and who your GM gets as players. I mean, we're all all the teams are on the same playing field. This is not like when the Yankees in the cable television explosion had more money than anybody else. This is everybody's on the same playing field, which is crazy. Right, and it's more impressive, I, I think, in, in leagues with salary caps to be able to pull it off and, and to get the quarterback, and, and the Chiefs had him on his rookie deal for a while, and that was such an advantage, and now you have him locked up, and the organization is so trusted by Mahomes' representation that they've allowed for like the guarantee mechanisms or whatever you want to call it to give the Chiefs a little bit more room, and Mahomes has set the example and had some of these other key pay, pieces take deals. Like, if there's... Interest in Sammy Watkins and bringing him back. He's supposed to be an unrestricted free agent. Couldn't you see a scenario where maybe Sammy takes a little bit less again yes. because he loves staying here? I mean, who knows how that goes, but that's just an example to me of something that could happen in Kansas City. And you're seeing veterans want to come here. That's why they were able to get Le'Veon Bell over some of the other teams like the Bills and the Miami Dolphins. And I expect that trend to continue, whereas you don't have official rules that necessarily give you an advantage kansas city is becoming a destination because of their success and that plays into it as well we'll talk to you pete again at eight o'clock i have one final thing for you we talked about on arrowhead pride radio which you can hear right here uh, from six to seven every wednesday night you and i in here and we talked to kent swanson about the offense and defensive film analyst craig Stapp. but we were talking about was newski and i told you yeah. i can't wait to see this guy play because i i, I miss colegio simile He's got a touch of that nasty. Was Nooski a left guard when he started for the Eagles Super Bowl champion? Left guard when he started for the Chiefs Super Bowl champion, inserted a right guard. And all the linemen that I've talked about that played in the NFL talk about how it's kind of different. Your foot, you know, you're going back on your left foot instead of your right, and it's not as easy, but we saw him kind of playing out of position. Wasn't the best game, but he had a good game, I thought. And he I think I don't think it's gonna be hard. I think it's gonna be hard for the Chiefs to pull him out of the starting lineup for the rest of the year. I would tend to agree with you, and I I look at the other side because I you know he had the the, the left guard locked down last year, and I just don't think they were wanting to move the second year player in Allegretti, who's been playing well, and I I would tend to agree with that. Fisher was back in the mix, of course, a little bit banged up, um, and then you had Wisniewski there, and and Wiley went out, and that was something I actually asked him in his presser, is just asked him about um, making that change this week from right guard to right tackle, and it's an adjustment. I mean, you're in space, and so I thought he did a good enough job, and I know that there'll be some fans tonight who are upset with how hard Patrick Mahomes was getting hit, how much pressure the Saints front was getting, but you got to understand, that's one of the better fronts in the NFL. They had a good enough night. I could have been better, sure, but I, th I think they played well. And kudos for Wiley as well, in my opinion, 
playing and, and having a pretty good game with jumping out there. He noted during the postgame presser that he hadn't played outside there in a couple of years. It's not easy. In college, but hadn't, hadn't played in a, a couple of years. So uh, excited for Wiley, excited for this Chiefs team, and, and most importantly, excited to tell you. I'll see you later. Thanks, Pete. We get that? It's time for Touchdown Kansas City. Floating a pass, Kelsey near side, over the shoulder, makes the catch in traffic. Mahomes faking a handoff, throwing long, coming near side, Tyreek Hill, burning the Broncos, a 41-yard corner pattern to the near side. Slant pattern, intercepted at the 40-35, coming to the near side, it's one for Hill, 10-5. A highlight-filled summary of the game with the voice of Chiefs Kingdom, Mitch Holtis. Touchdown, Kansas City! Mitch Holtis has the most iconic, iconic saying in professional sports, in my opinion, not just the NFL, but the entire sports landscape. It's fun to do this. Touchdown Kansas City brought to you by Olathe Ford Lincoln through Mitch's eyes and these great calls. Here's the scoring and how this game went down. Chiefs get on the board first. Hill lines up in the backfield, now goes in motion, left, now right. Now back to the left again, peeling out to the right side, spinning out is Mahomes, fires it late, Tyreek Hill, caught, touchdown, Kansas City, and Tyreek Hill gets the game's first touchdown and his 15th touchdown receiving this season. That ties an all-time Kansas City Chiefs record of Dwayne Bowe back in 2010 with the 15th time receiving. Tyreek Hill has been absolutely unstoppable. His last seven games, 52 catches, 772 yards, 10 touchdowns, one rushing on the season, 15 receiving, two rushing touchdowns. But this put the Chiefs on the board first. And the most interesting thing about this play is Lattimore, Marshawn Lattimore, that was picked right after Mahomes and right before Deshaun Watson, trying to, trying to follow him around, see what he's doing. And Tyreek Hill went to the right, went to the left, went to the right, spun around. Unbelievable creativity once again for the Kansas City Chiefs, culminating a seven-play, 36-yard drive that took 3.15 on the clock. But the Chiefs weren't done. They were jumping out the two-touchdown lead. Chiefs empty the backfield. They're going to give it off, and they shovel it to Kelsey in a tight. It was a tight diamond basketball shovel pass. The Chiefs got up quickly before the Saints could really set. It looked like an empty backfield, but they had a tight diamond set to the right side and just a quick flip <laughs> with the two-handed basketball shovel pass and assist goes to Mahomes. It goes as a touchdown pass of one yard, and Kelsey's got a touchdown. All 6'5", 260-pound Travis Kelsey. That's your short yardage back right there. The diamond formation? You know what we'll do? Because they're not calling it this, but we will. When you have four players set, Kramer, you know in Las Vegas it was slot machine, right? In Tampa's Black Pearl with the Pirate. That right there, my friend, was the French Quarter. Little shovel to Patrick Mahomes. I'm calling that here the French Quarter because that's what it was. But the Saints weren't going to be denied as the quarterback that we thought was going to be starting for the Saints until Friday when they announced it was Drew Brees did this. Second down goal to go at the one. Taysom Hill stays in at quarterback. He's going to run again on a Wildcat direct snap and plows in behind left tackle for a touchdown. Teron Armstead, an eight-year veteran and a Pro Bowl left tackle, gives the lane to Taysom Hill, and a rushing touchdown gets the Saints on the board at 10.21 to go in the second quarter. 
That's right. Will Lutz with the extra point there. Seven plays, 66 yards, took 240 off the clock. Looked like he had a touchdown before with the pylon. Didn't, but Taysom Hill ran it in. And all of a sudden, the Saints are back in the game. It's 14-7 to at this point. But then, Demarcus Robinson was going to get the punt. And this was a bizarre play. A bizarre play nonetheless because it culminated in this. If he was out there, Morstead punts it away. And the Saints blow everybody up in front of him to block Demarcus Robinson back to take the punt instead of McCole Hardman who took that big shot earlier. Back it up and fumbles the ball in the end zone. And the Saints are going to recover it. No, it's out. It's going to be a safety. Boy, and that was a good thing they did not recover that in the end zone. Resulted in just a safety. Put the score at 14-9 to for the Kansas City Chiefs with the lead going into halftime. But the Saints, you know what? They would take the lead early in the third quarter. Second and 13, Breeze at the Kansas City 24. Chiefs leading by five. Breeze all kinds of time. Now it breaks down. Chased by Wharton. Dumps it off Murray at the 20. At the 15-yard line, 10. Five gets a block and touches the pylon with his left foot. Touchdown, New Orleans Saints. They take the lead. And again, the Chiefs had everything covered and with pressure. And Breeze able to stay alive. And releasing was Murray, and the Saints could take a 15-14 lead. They moved down the field with alacrity. Four plays, 75 yards, a minute 44 off the clock. 24-yard touchdown pass there from Drew Brees to Latavius Murray. They didn't go for two. They were chasing points. 15-14, they tried to make it 17-14, but it failed. The two-point conversion failed, and then it was McCole Hardman getting another chance to shine. Chiefs have been good in the red zone in this game. Two short touchdown passes, six yard, one yard to Hill and Kelsey. Now it's second and goal. Chiefs at the five, trailing by one. Sprint out action to the left by Mahomes. Pulls it in his right hand. Fires it late for the end zone in the back of the end zone. Hardman with the catch. Does he have it? They haven't ruled it. Yes, they do. Touchdown, Kansas City. This time the Jet takes a small plane. A single-engine plane to the back of the end zone, and the Chiefs regain the lead on a five-yard touchdown pass. What a call. I didn't see how he got that. I don't see how Mahomes threaded that or found that. What a catch by Hardman. And he needed this because he had a long possible touchdown earlier from Patrick Mahomes. It was in his arms, and then it was knocked down. Could have had a touchdown there, but that kind of makes up for everything because that was an incredible catch with balance to keep his feet in. Nine plays, 75 yards, taking 4.53 off the clock. Into the third quarter, Kansas City 21, New Orleans Saints 15. And then our play of the game, none other than a running back we might be seeing a lot of here in the future. First and 10 for the Chiefs at the Saint 13. 21-15 Kansas City, 13.50 to go in the game. Sprint option action, Mahomes keeps it, pitches it late, back to Bell at the right sideline, touchdown, Kansas City, sprint option, it was Texas Tech pitching to Michigan State, and the Chiefs get the coveted two-possession lead on a 13-yard sprint option run and pitch by Mahomes, Bell finishes it off. As much as I like that first that first touchdown, Tyreek Hill, love this one, I love the option. It's all I used to do in the EA college sports games. Love the option. College football, love the option. Mahomes ran it perfectly. Pitches to Le'Veon Bell. As much as that's Texas Tech to Michigan State right there. And then the Chiefs had a two-point conversion. Went to Travis Kelsey for the two-point conversion. Ten plays, 59 yards, 444 off the clock. Put the Chiefs up 29-15. to That was our play of the game because they thought it was significant. 
It's fourth quarter, and you're up by two touchdowns. What could happen? Well, Patrick Mahomes ended up having a fumble, and then it was uh, the New Orleans Saints striking back and making it closer. They flip it to Kamara coming around on a flip pass. Ten-yard line inside the five. He grinds into the end zone. Touchdown. Alvin Kamara so good in yards after contact, the best in the league. And they flipped it to him and came left to right around the end. And the Saints are within one score. And that was close. That made the score 29-22 at that point. Started to tighten up. 4-18 left in the fourth quarter. And this really makes me happy because this guy being on track is huge for the Chiefs. Buckner can get a 22-yard field goal. Almost the distance of the old PATs. Placement is down by Townsend. Picture-perfect field goal to put the Chiefs up 32-22. That's right. Chiefs went up 32-22 there. 4.18 left in the fourth quarter. Then with 2.06 remaining, New Orleans Saints weren't going away. At the least, they're burning up some time here. 2.12 to go in the game. Breeze now firing for the end zone. The pass will be caught. Touchdown, Saints. 17-yard pass to LaJordan Humphrey from Drew Brees. Will Lutz makes the extra point. Eight plays, 75 yards. 2-12 off the clock in that situation. But the end of the game happened. The Chiefs get the ball. Patrick Mahomes does what Patrick Mahomes does. Seals the game for the Kansas City Chiefs, picking up two first downs on that final drive and then kneeling it down as the Chiefs get the 32-29 win. That's Touchdown Kansas City, brought to you by Mitch Holtus. When we come back, we'll go inside that locker room. We'll hear from Andy Reid. We'll hear from Andrew Wiley. We had to switch positions. All that, plus your phone calls, 913-576-7610. Next. This is the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino, 610 Sports Radio. Therese Paler joins Fesco in the morning, Thursdays at 8.30, 610 Sports Radio, KCSP Kansas City, WDAF HD2 Liberty, a radio.com sports station. Win bigger this football season at 7th Street Casino. Get $10 free slot play for joining the Lucky 7 Club at 7th Street Casino, proud supporter of your hometown world champions, located in the heart of downtown KCK. Whether your reason feels too small for anyone else to care, or your reason feels too big to handle. No matter your reason, we are here. Now available to Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Kansas City Plan members, Mindful by Blue KC is a set of behavioral health services to get members help when they need it. Because at Blue KC, we only need one reason, you. To learn more, visit mindfulbluekc.com. Watch the Kansas City Chiefs take on the New Orleans Saints this Sunday with an ice-cold Bud Light, the official beer of the Kansas City Chiefs. Enjoy a Bud Light draft or bottle at the Brass Rail Sports Bar in Casey Moe or Aaron's Pub off 291 in Independence. And don't forget to stop by your area hen house locations to pick up a case of Bud Light to enjoy at your favorite watch party or from your lucky chair. Bud Light, the official beer of the Kansas City Chiefs. Please drink responsibly. Hi, it's Olivia Munn with my shelter pets, Frankie and Chance, reminding you that when you adopt a shelter pet, you discover all the things that make them unique. Adopt pure love at theshelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the Humane Society of the United States, and Maddie's Fund. Win bigger this football season at 7-3 Casino. 
Kansas City's winningest all-slots casino. The perfect place to go to play with three floors of slots. Bring a friend to 7th Street. New players get $10 free slot play for joining the Lucky 7 Club at 7th Street Casino. Proud supporter of your hometown world champions. Located in the heart of downtown KCK. Hey, it's Bob Fesco, and the holidays are here. And instead of working in the kitchen this holiday season, let Smokehouse Barbecue take care of everything. For over 30 years, Smokehouse Barbecue has been serving up the best barbecue to Kansas City. They want to be part of your holiday. Whether it's dinner for tonight or a special holiday meal, Smokehouse Barbecue has you covered. Dine in, order carryout, or have Smokehouse cater your holiday feast. Smokehouse also does shipping. Share your favorite Casey barbecue with family and friends, no matter where they live in the U.S. Check them out at SmokehouseBBQ.com. It's Smokehouse Barbecue. A fever on game day. A minor burn from the grill. Ouch. A rash from your face paint. For game day, minor mishaps, St. Luke's Convenient Care is your go-to. Now offering virtual visits in the comfort of your home. So you won't miss a single no-look pass. To start your Convenient Care virtual visit, go to stlukeskc.org slash convenient care. Touchdown dances encouraged. 610 Sports Radio is the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, which means we have the opportunity to talk to Patrick Mahomes one-on-one every Monday during the Chiefs season. Every Monday at 2.15, see that and I will sit down with Pat to recap the game, plus look ahead at what's next for the Chiefs. The Drive in 610 Sports Radio is the only place in Kansas City where you're going to get exclusive access with the Chiefs quarterback. So write a reminder in your phone, set an alarm, do whatever you got to do, but be by our radio at 2.15 every Monday. Number 15 at 2.15, our team, our town. 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino. And welcome back. Phone number 913-576-7610. Chiefs win 32-29 over the New Orleans Saints, who are 1-for-11 on third down. How about the Chiefs defense? Now it's time, though, to check in on the NFL desk with the scores going around the league. we got a little Sunday night football going on. Dustman, what's up? Not much, Jay Binkley. Uh, all went over on this Sunday afternoon slash evening of football is the only current game going on right now is the Cleveland Browns as they're facing the Giants. There is at the uh, two-minute warning, Cleveland 20-6. They cover. Chiefs win today 32-29. Colts beat the Texans 27-20. They're now 10-6. They're not 10-6. What am I thinking? They're 10-4, I believe. Um, the Colts 10-4, absolutely. Um, moving on from that game, the Detroit Lions lose to the Tennessee Titans also Improved to ten and four, as you say. The what is the best of the rest? Is it's clearly the Chiefs, and then it's everybody else who seems to be the same person or Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde every week. But Titans win forty six twenty five. Buccaneers come back and beat the Falcons thirty one twenty seven. Jags lose today to the Ravens forty to fourteen. The Patriots officially eliminated from the playoffs. Jay Binkley, uh, no Patriots in the playoffs, but Tom <clears> Brady still has a chance. Miami beats them today twenty two to twelve as they continue to be impressive with Tua Tagovailoa. Minnesota beats the or loses to the Chicago Bears 33-27. That's an upset if you're into the Vegas bettings. Washington barely survive or barely loses to Seattle. Seattle barely beats the Washington football team 20-15. Niners lose to the Cowboys 41-33. Jets get their first win of the season as they just, I guess, said the hell with Trevor Lawrence after he blows out Notre Dame the night before. Uh, Sam Darnold tries to keep his job in New York. New York Jets win 23-20 in the Philadelphia Eagles and Arizona Cardinal game. Arizona wins 33-26 as Jalen Hurts had one heck of a game. And then tomorrow night's game, Bink, 
Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. Pittsburgh looking at a 14-point favorite. But next week's what it's going to be fun. You get Minnesota and the Saints on Friday. You get the Bucks and Lions on Saturday. Niners, Cardinals on Saturday. Dolphins, Raiders on Saturday. Then everything else is Sunday and Monday. But no more Thursday night football, Jay Binkley. But tonight must come to an end as the Browns are going to hold off the Giants 20-3. Jay Binkley, have a good rest of your show, my man. And we'll talk, this, we'll talk tomorrow. All right, Dusty. Thank you very much. As we know, Monday Night Football. Embrace the suck. That's right. The Jets did not. They did not embrace the suck. Embrace the suck. No, they go out and win, and Trevor Lawrence, 34-1. and What are you doing, Kramer? You got that little weird look on your face. You okay? Yeah, the, the, the board was going crazy. Yeah, because of my maybe the embrace the suck thing. But they didn't embrace it. And they win the game, they're going to lose Trevor Lawrence. But I'm glad they did because they knocked out three people in the 610 Survivor League. It was a beautiful thing. A very beautiful thing. Let's check in more on the sounds of the game brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound. Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. Here's Andrew Wiley, who's been the right guard for the Kansas City Chiefs, who had to make a move over to right tackle. Rimmer is not able to go. It was questionable coming into the game. Wasn't able to go, and credit Andrew Wiley stepping over there, showing his versatility as Andrew after the game. Hey, Andrew, congrats on the win. I was just wondering if you could detail some of the intricacies of moving over from guard to tackle going into this week. Yeah, man, uh, you're in a lot more space out there at tackle. So I uh, just had to get used to that. Um, certain looks set more vertical, uh, not necessarily on a 45-degree angle. So um, just been working that all week, shoot my hands, and uh, it was all right out there. But next to Sam Millinger. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Andrew, um, they have, the Saints have a, a reputation, particularly up front, of just being kind of nasty, very tough. I'm just wondering, like, specifically against a group like that, um, how, how is your preparation different or, or your execution different, if at all? Yeah, uh, we had a great week of practice. And, you know, we know that this defense, uh, this front seven in particular, is, is, you know, number one in a lot of, a lot of different categories. So it uh, started with a great, great week of preparation, uh, great uh, game plan for Code 3. Um, you know, and uh, we executed it. We ran the ball pretty well. Let's go next to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Andrew, there was a little bit of a pivotal moment there between uh, you and Cam Jordan uh, with a little bit of pushing and shoving. He gets the call and gets ejected. What what was going on between you guys during the game and what happened in that episode? Oh, man, he was just, uh, yeah, he was bringing it all game and you know, I like to think I, I was matching his energy and, you know, I was, uh, you know, I had him in tight there and yeah, I wasn't letting go. Uh, and uh, they got a little hot, a little heated, but it's not like we were really talking or anything. I think he just got a little caught up in the moment. We've got time for a couple more guys. Harold Coons, you're up. Andrew, before the game, there was reports out of the Saints area that they wanted to turn this game into a street fight. I just want to know your thoughts on, did you feel like it was a street fight and did you kind of take the fight to them tonight? Yeah, that was a game plan coming in. You know, we knew, you know, the only chance that we had against that front seven is if we took the fight to them. Uh, and we did, man. We ran for like, you know, a little over 170 tonight. So, uh, yeah, we took the fight to them for sure. It was, it was a brawl too. Like, like, like you said, it really was. We'll go last to Herbie T.O.P. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Andrew, good to see you. Uh, when did you know during the game week that you were starting? Uh, when did they officially tell you so you could mentally prepare for that? And then last, lastly, how would you evaluate how you did tonight? Um, you know, I knew there was a chance uh, when Mike went down uh, last week in Miami. Um, 
you know, they, they chose to just put me out there. Uh, it's a position I played in college. I played a lot of right tackle, left tackle. Um, you know, I felt pretty comfortable at it, but you know, it's been it's been about three years since I, since I got some uh, some good tackle reps. But um, I think I did okay. Um, there's definitely a, a few that I'd like to have back. Um, but like I said, you know, out there in space, this is a different game. So uh, I think our line as a whole uh, handled their front seven pretty well. You know, give them credit. You know, we've seen Mike Rimmers this year go from guard to playing tackle, just two different disciplines. And in the ninth, Stefan Wisniewski, you know, who the Chiefs had last year start for the last five games, started in Super Bowl 54 for him. He ended up with Pittsburgh this year. And then they let him go. He hurt his pack. It was an upper body injury. Chiefs brought him back, knows the system, inserted right in there. They have a lot of trust in Stefan Wisniewski. And I think it's going to pay dividends. But it is tough to do what Andrew Wiley did today. And I'll give him credit. Patrick Mahomes was hit way too many times tonight. Ended up being hit nine times, sacked three times by the Saints. And again, that's good defense. It's fourth best, or the second best defense in the NFL, fourth best scoring. They're putting 65 points up now on the second, fourth scoring defenses in the NFL. What they're doing the last two weeks is facing two teams in the top five in scoring defense, and they're putting up points. As I mentioned, Five out of the last six games, the Saints have allowed 16 points or less. Chiefs doubled that. In four of the last six games, they've given up just 13 points. They have a tendency to be playing a little nasty football, but the Chiefs did bring the fight to them. Let's go back inside the locker room and hear from the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, Sands of the game, brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound. Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. Here's Andy Reid with his, well, 13th win. Marks his high water mark. All right, uh, Brad G, nice job. Thank you. So, um, as far as injuries go, um, Clyde uh, got twisted up into the splits. Uh, right now, the x rays are negative, but we'll just evaluate them as we go. Um, Emmanuel Smith um, uh, tweaked his hamstring. So, that's kind of where we're at. Right now, the guys uh, that didn't play, I think you know about Rimmers with uh, the stinger and um, or the back pain, you know, that whole deal. Um, and then Darwin Thompson was ill. So, uh, and then Damian Wilson with the knee continuum. So I thought all in all, uh, this is a good football team that we played. Um, we had ups and downs. We had opportunities. You know, there were, there were things where uh, we were just off a tick or, uh, you know, uh, on the offensive side. Defensively, I thought we played uh, good football. Uh, the last drive, I'd exclude that for, you know, that, you know, we'd probably like to have a couple of those back. But I just felt like um, all in all, uh, we started the game fast um, uh, defensively. And <clears throat> I thought we just uh, bared down on them. And that was, uh, that was impressive. And it carried through, really, for three quarters and, um, and most of the fourth. So uh, I had asked the guys, you know, you know, talk to them just about the four, four good quarters of football. And you know, when you're playing one of the top defenses in the league offensively, you got to bear down. Everything's not going to be pretty. And so you got to stay with it, trust each other and, and go. So I thought we did nice there. Special teams, you know, with the exception of Eros fumble, I thought we did some good things. I mean, he has some good snaps on the offensive side, but probably shouldn't have handled that one right there. So I'm only 10 seconds left. So um, other than that, you know, again, 
you know, we keep we keep moving. So try to keep moving forward. Try to keep getting better as we go. And uh, the bottom line is, we won the football game against a good football team. Sean does a heck of a job for time's yours. Go first, to Sam Mellinger. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, um, Andy, you may have just referenced this when you kept saying bear down, but you know, you guys are sort of famous for speed and talent and all those things. But I'm just wondering if that that toughness that maybe we don't talk about enough of if you needed that to win this particular game. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I felt like that, um, just a resiliency, I guess, a mental toughness and where things just weren't going, whether it was drops or, uh, we weren't quite able, we had guys open down, we weren't quite able to get to them. And, you know, we got linemen playing in different spots and all those things, uh, and not excuses. There's no excuses with it, but there's a point where you just have to bear down and, Things are going to happen, and you got to go. And so I thought the guys did a heck of a job with that. They didn't let it bog them down mentally. <clears throat> they, if they got beat, they got back on the horse and, and kept going, you know, tried it again. So um, I, I appreciated that part, the fight there. Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Andy, you were talking about uh, Clyde Edwards-Lair a minute ago. Just wanted to see exactly what the injury was. Well, he, he got stretched. I think you probably saw that where he did the splits and, um, you know, his, his leg, his leg is sore. Both legs are kind of sore, but uh, <clears throat> he's going in evaluation right now. Um, uh, he already got the, the x-rays done and those were negative. Go next to Herbie T.O.P. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Coach, you obviously had to shuffle up the offensive line for this game. I'm, I'm curious. I know I realize you also want to take a look at the tape before you give an evaluation, but from where you were standing on the sideline, how do you think they did? Uh, how do you think they held up? Well, I mean, listen, we scored points and um, against a good defensive front. I mean, you're talking about one of the best defensive front, if not the best right there. So statistically, and, and um, you know, I thought we ran the ball efficiently, especially the second half and, uh, we, we threw the ball, uh, well, and, uh, with the exception of a couple of blitzes they had, we, you know, they got us on the one at the end there, but we, we were pretty clean um, for the most part, you know, there were a couple where they got to the quarterback, but fairly clean. Let's go next to Matt McMullen. Go ahead, Matt. Hey coach, uh, perfect record on the road this season. I know there's no fans in the stands, but still it's hard to go on the road in the NFL and win. Uh, what's to say about your team to go perfect on the road this year? Yeah, listen, I'm proud of them for that. Uh, it, it's different when you're on the road. It's unfamiliar territory. So you go on the road, uh, you still got to crank it up and, and rally things. And you know, they had a couple of people here, but not many. Uh, there was probably as much red as there was uh, you know, black and gold there. So um, you know, I, I thought the guys did, did a good job. Let's go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. <clears throat> Andy, just wanted to ask you about Drives from the offense when the opponent scores. It seems like that's when you guys are at your best. Obviously, you went four for four in the red zone to start. Just what do you think makes the difference when you guys um, respond to a team after they've already scored? Yeah, Nate, I don't know. I mean, I don't know that. I'm, I probably call better plays or something, give them, give them better opportunities. Um, so I, um, I, I don't know that. I, I can't tell you that. You know, I, I just uh, the way they function with. You know, in urgent situations, is is unique and really doesn't have anything to do with me or anybody else. It's how they how they go. You know. Let's go next to Vahe Gregorian. Go ahead, Vahe. Hey, Andy. 
Um, I know you'd probably rather have a little more buffer at the end of these games than you have, but now it's uh, six wins, last six wins by 23 points. At what point do you start feeling like that's a habit and even even a sort of a, a strength that you're developing to be able to close out games? I, I don't know. I mean, you're not trying to do it for sure. and uh, But, you know, you figured this one would be close. I mean, it's a good football team. So um, they're coming off a loss. And so you knew you were going to get their best shot. Uh, like we have with most of the teams that have played us. I mean, they've, you know, they've, they've bared down and given us what they've got. So um, I'm proud of our guys for staying mentally strong and working through everything. That time for a couple more. We'll go Pete and then Sam. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Coach, congrats on the winning game plan. It, it had seemed, at least from, from watching, that this Saints team brought a little bit more physicality than even the average. I understand uh, football is a physical sport, but they were really, really physical today. How did you feel like the offense handled it, and what can this game maybe do for you moving forward into the playoffs? Yeah, I, I, listen, I thought they were real physical, too. I, I agree with you on that. They, they're backs to the wall, so they, they, they know that. you got two teams that need to win football games right now. and um, But I thought our guys – uh, bowed up and did a nice job. I mean, be able to run the football like we did and, <clears throat> and throw the ball like we did. And, you know, we had a couple more opportunities that we, we let get by us. So I thought the guys did a nice job uh, with that. We'll go last, Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Andy. Um, just a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about sort of red zone issues. Tonight, you score four touchdowns on your first four possessions. Was there something specific that you emphasize in practice? Is it just the way it's worked out this week? I mean, what, what do we sort of attribute that to? Yeah, I mean, uh, things worked, um, I guess, in the simplest form. <clears throat> and, um, you know, we, we were able to capitalize on it. I wish we got the touchdown the last one, but it, it worked out the ones before. And I, I thought the guys did a nice job with execution. And uh, Pat made some real nice plays. And, you know, I thought the old line controlled the line scrimmage down there very well. The bottom line is what Coach Andy Heck is doing with this offensive line. What Andy Reid, the old offensive line coach himself, doing with this offensive line, I don't think we appreciate it as much. I mean, these guys are pulling what, what Merrifield does with the Royals. You know, he's center field, to play second base, can play anywhere. It's what these guys are doing. It's a different discipline playing guard. It's a different discipline moving out and playing the tackle position. First of all, when you're stepping back, I mean, just sit in your living room and try to step back on your right foot and then try to step back on your left foot. It's just a little bit different. It's a different technique these guys are doing on the offensive line, and it's crazy. But they're winning the games, and that's the most important part. Saints are on scholarship, too. These guys aren't chumps. This is the second seed in the NFC. The Bills are the third seed in the AFC. And again, the Chiefs have five wins on the road against Teams that are currently in the playoffs. The Packers won. The Bills won. It's the Darlings right now. The Packers and the Bills. Aaron Rodgers, MVP, blah, blah, blah. The Buffalo Bills. Colin Cowherd tweeting down, this is the, this is the best team in the AFC. It's not even close. <laughs> really? Well, let's take a look at the hardcore numbers. And even Andy Reid, though, addressed being on the road. You still have to travel. You're out of your comfort zone. You're in the hotel. It's still different. It's different than playing at home. Yeah, the fans aren't there. It's not as crazy. But it's still not in the environment you're used to. So is it as difficult with all the screaming fans not, not there? Yeah, probably not. I mean, the Super Bowl is a loud place to play. There's no question about it. But just like Patrick Mahomes said after the game. you got to be able to win games in this league. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's it at the end of the day. I mean, it looks cool, and it feels awesome to win by 20, 30 points. But when you have a team that can find a way to win with their offense, the defense, and special teams, 
um, every single game and find a way to win no matter what the score is. Those are the teams that make runs at the end of the year. You drive for show, you putt for dough. Had James Jones on this week on Cody and Gold, former Packer. Led the NFL in touchdowns in 2012. Part of the 2000, started for the 2010 world champion Green Bay Packers on the team that was 15 and one the year after. The loss to Romeo Cornell and the Chiefs, the one loss that they had. But I asked him, being a former NFL player and working for NFL Network, does the media overlook sometimes when they harp and dwell on the style points, not winning by 20 or 30? How difficult is it to win in this league? I asked him. 100%. I mean, and you lose sight of it because you see the Kansas City Chiefs come out here and put 40 points up in two quarters. And you think that that's how it's supposed to be every single game because of what they got. But listen, this is the National Football League. It is hard to win. Week in and week out, every single week, it is hard to win. So I don't care if, if all these margins are by one point. A W is a W on the win column. <laughs> you're fighting to get the number one seed, and you're fighting to have home field in the playoffs. But it is hard to win. I mean, you got to come to work every single day. You have to play your best every single day and understanding that every team that comes in here, whether they're the Jacksonville Jaguars or the Green Bay Packers, you are going to get their best punch, man. And it is, it is hard to win. You know, I tell people all the time, look, and, and we all say an ugly win is better than a pretty loss any day. So they are finding ways to win ball games. And not only is, is the name of the game to win, but when you're finding ways to win ball games, and like you said, you feel like they left a bunch of points out there, they see it on film, too, that they left a bunch of points out there, and they're still finding ways to win. And that's how we were at the Packers. When you're winning games like that and you're not playing your best, oh, man, the confidence that you get watching film and the confidence that it breeds in that locker room, knowing that, man, we beating up on teams by 17 points and we ain't even playing our best. Oh, man, when we play our best, then it's really over. So that's the confidence that the Kansas City Chiefs got riding right now. But at the end of the day, they're finding ways to win. And winning in this National Football League is very hard. That's well said. Chiefs went down to the Big Easy, went down on NOLA, came away with the victory. You know, the Saints had a lot on the, on the line. Chiefs really didn't, to be honest with you. They lose this game. They're still the number one seed. It's an NFC loss. They just need to take care of business against the Falcons and Chargers, two not good teams. Now they just have to beat the Falcons, the number one seed. It's all locked up. But a win is a win. And we don't remember these when you look at the standings of the record. You just go win, win. They won that. They lost that. And that's that's all that you really care about. It's not about style points. You heard Patrick Mahomes say that. And then you heard James Jones say that, the same thing. It's very tough to win games in this league. Last but not least, we'll head back inside that locker room for the sounds of the game, brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound. Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. Here's a guy you're probably going to be seeing a lot in the next few weeks, Le'Veon Bell. Hey, Le'Veon, uh, I'm just curious at the end there, a uh, chance to seal the game for the Chiefs. Was that the kind of moment you envisioned when you came here? Yes. Um, you know, I was glad, uh, you know, the coaches and, um, you know, my teammates kind of looked look, um, at me for um, to close the game. And, you know, I was able, glad I was able to go out there and do it. You know, those guys up front did a great job today. Uh, we were challenged with a, a good defensive front, so those guys handled it well. Uh, it was a great team effort today. The next is Sam Millinger. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, uh, Le'Veon, um, sort of related. These are very related, actually. You guys had some success in short yardage. It seemed like I don't have the numbers in front of me. It just seemed like you guys were more successful in those situations. Curious what you attribute that to, and also sort of you just mentioned 
the tough defensive front? What's, what's required when, when you face a unit like that? Um, attitude, you know, um, obviously knowing going into a game like that, those guys can be tough up front. They, they're really stingy um, in the run game. I think the week before they kind of gave up a couple hundred yard run, runners. So we knew they would come in with the, the motivation to stop the run and not allow that to happen again. And we had to come in with the right mindset, knowing that hey, we got to get the job done wherever we need, you know, whether we got to throw it, whether we got to run it. Um, today, um, really in the second half, we was called upon to run the ball a lot. Um, I think the guys up front did a tremendous job of moving guys off the ball and creating lanes for um, me, 25, 31, to get, get some lanes and, and make some plays. We're going to take four more going right down the line, starting with Mick. Go ahead, Mick. Hey, Le'Veon, I'm just wondering uh, on the touchdown play, when, when was the last time you took an option pitch for a touchdown? And it seems <laughs> like that uh, Patrick's one of the guys that you got to still pay attention to even once you get beyond the line of scrimmage on that. Right, right. yeah, that play was really a fun play. Uh, I don't think I've ever had a play like that. Um, I, I've, I know in the NFL I've never had um, probably an easier touchdown. Um, I've I seen uh, when Pat kind of split the defense in, um, I, I knew the defense would kind of draw to him and also knowing – Pat that he'll pitch that ball wherever down the field, you know. Um, so I just kept running with him. Um, you know, when he got a little bit of attention on me, just kind of pitched it. Um, you know, and I just walked it in really. Um, the guys outside did a great job blocking. Everybody did their job. It was a successful play. Next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Le'Veon, I have two questions for you. Number one is just what impresses you most now playing with Patrick Mahomes for almost two months now? And then secondly, um, just how did you experience Clyde's injury and just how difficult is it for you to watch given you've kind of been a mentor for him since you've come to the team? Um, well, I think after the first, you know, um, the games I've been playing here, um, I think uh, Patrick is more impressive than I could imagine. I mean, you can watch him and, um, you know, get your get your idea off of him just watching him and playing. But I think me being in the huddle with him and seeing how he goes about his job and his work, how detailed he is, um, the throws he made, you know, he's even more impressive in person and playing with him and being his teammate. So uh, I'm fortunate uh, to be be his teammate and be here. Um, and then, yeah, when I seen the, the injury with Clyde, um, obviously, you know, I was praying for the best. It was an ugly way to get tackled. Um, I, I originally thought it was his ankle at first. Um, I'm not sure what it was, but, I, you know, he said his ankle felt good. Um, so obviously we're going to see what happens. You know, I, I can't really uh, speak too much on this injury. I just think, uh, you know, Obviously, you know, try working back and um, see what happens. We'll, we'll go last to Herbie T.O.P. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Le'Veon, along those same lines with, with Clyde, did you say anything to him or what kind of words of encouragement did you share with him? And then um, obviously there's going to be some more evaluation here, but if he is out, how, how comfortable are you now to pick up more if you're called upon in a featured role? Yeah, after the game, I came talk to him. Um, you know, he's in good spirits. Uh, you know, he's going to uh, go get his MRI or x-rays or wherever he, whatever testing he needs to get done. And he'll have more information on that tomorrow or whenever that is. Uh, but I just kind of told him, you know, um, good game. You know, I'm glad you got the opportunity to play back at home. You know, he was happy. He's still excited in the spirit. So uh, I think, you know, him getting work back in and seeing where he goes from his injury, um, that's up to him and coaches. And we'll see where we go from there. There you go, Le'Veon Bell. Sounds of the game by Santa Fe Sound. 32 to 29, the Chiefs get the victory. So what happens? They're 13 and 1. It's the only NFL team that's won every game on the road. Yeah, some might say it's different because there's no fans. Well, tell me another team that's done it. You can't find one. 
You can look and search and whatever you want, but you can't find it. But to 13-1, Andy Reid tops his best record in the National Football League. The Chiefs have never won 13 of their first 14 games. They've won nine in a row, 11 straight road games. Go on and on and on about what this team is doing in the NFL that is marked for parity. Thanks to Pete Sweeney, editor-in-chief, arrowheadpride.com. Thanks to Josh Klingler, sideline announcer for the Chiefs, Dusty Likens for the NFL updates. Thanks to Kramer Sansone and a great job producing once again. I'm Jay Binkley. See you at 5.58 in the morning.